Hello, and welcome to the Astrology Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Tiana, and today we will be discussing the seventh house in astrology. Okay, so I'm really excited because I have created an online course, and it's all about how to apply the knowledge of your natal chart placements and use them both astrologically, practically, and magically in order to improve your life. So if that interests you, I will leave the link in the description. Anyway, let's get on to the episode. So as I always preface with this Astrology House series, um, I want to express that before we get into it, it's important to note that all natal chart placements are interpreted by various astrologers differently. And that's why so many astrologers define different placements in such vastly different ways. It's also worth noting that they might interpret them differently uh, if they are using different uh, house systems. So like whole sign system, uh, Placidus and Vedic, Vedic, I don't know exactly how to say that, will be vastly different. <laughs> so that's something to keep in mind as well. And I think it's important to listen to many different interpretations so you can see which vibes best with you and also get a better well-rounded idea of what may be indicated for each placement in your chart. And finally, keep in mind that the seventh house is only one area of your chart. And without considering all other placements alongside aspects, it can only represent a small piece of the wider vision that makes up you and your life. Okay, so in astrology, the seventh house is an angular house, natively ruled by Venus, and the refined, gentle, harmonious and sophisticated sign of Libra. Oh my Lord. Okay. If you can hear uh, construction in the background, I'm really sorry, but they are building apartments across the street and there's not much I can do about it in this situation. So hopefully it's not too distracting. Okay. So seventh house, the seventh house is often referred to as the house of partnerships. And it's because the seventh house indicates how a person approaches their relationships, both romantic and uh, non-romantic. So there's a need for purpose here and accomplishments uh, will often be for oneself, their partners, and even society at large, because in our partnerships and cooperative cooperative efforts, we can make a uh, contribution, you know, and that, that includes something like large or small in the world. So it is through our relationships that we are able to make an impact, to see ourselves in context, and it makes sense of the world around us. It rules over things we recognize in other people as reflections of ourselves. And it represents our ability to find harmony with our own innate balance in contrast to our ability to connect with others in a very intimate way. So in many ways, the seventh house is simply a reflection or mirror of first house matters. If the first house is who I am, who we are, then the seventh house is who everyone else is in relation to us, you know, who we are not. <laughs> and it's our physical body in conjunction with the outer body circumstances and external environment. It notes our attitude toward others and everyone we meet. Partnerships also hold up a mirror to allow ourselves to see ourselves in context to the broader society and world in which we live. We become fully formed through our partnerships and how we relate to others. These partnerships can come in many shapes and sizes. So long-term romantic relationships, marriages, platonic friendships, business partnerships, and even enemies. It also reigns over contracts and agreements, legal negotiations, and all kinds of cooperatives. 
how we relate to people who are not us is the main quality of the seventh house. What is the quality of our approach? Why do we choose the partners that we choose? Why do we unite with others for a purpose? Do we cooperate for love, companionship, money, practical ends, social or even spiritual reasons? Do we approach our relationships to fill a void? How we go about forming and sustaining our relationships can give us a lot of information about ourselves and can be an incredible vehicle for teaching us about ourselves and others. After all, partnerships can improve us as people and enhance our lives on all sides. Positive things can show our or showcase our attraction to characteristics and traits we admire in others. And if there's tension within a relationship, then there are lessons and growth that can occur and the seventh house can hone in on darker aspects of partnerships as well. For example, lawsuits, dis divorces, and even allies and treaties in the case of a country's natal chart. <clears throat> so as I said, seventh house rules over a person's significant long-term relationships and marriage. The sign in a person's seventh house and any present planets can show us a good amount of information regarding the character of the types of partners that you will choose and it can even describe what a person needs most from their significant other so there's quite a lot of information to be found in the seventh house romantic love technically falls into the fifth house um, because the fifth house rules falling in love dating courting like the whole honeymoon phase of like meeting someone and falling in love with them and even lust love and casual sex is ruled by the fifth house so it's sort of like the beginning stages of romantic love. But when it advances to the next stage of relationship, when we make that contract and commitment with another person to become exclusive or to commit for the long term, then that relationship is moved into the seventh house. Because as I said, a contract has been made, so to speak. So the seventh house also rules a person's second child, where the fifth house rules their first so if you're interested to know for potential future children or if you already have children, those can be really interesting indicators in your chart that actually describe your interaction and personality traits of your children. <clears throat> the seventh house encompasses all kinds of relationships, including professional connections, as well as business contracts and relationships. So uh, also falling into this house are issues concerning legal claims and ownership and other legal contracts so for example if you have any legal issues they might show up here if there are difficult aspects or placements in the seventh house it might be wise to take much care when entering into any kind of contract or agreement the seventh house rules over any experts as well that we might hire or need to assist us or represent us or collaborate with such as attorneys or agents or any kind of like middlemen that have to do with relationships so managers and things like that um, and especially like people involved in the legal system or you know agents that help us buy homes things like that are really tied up in the seventh house <clears throat> at the same time that the seventh house rules over long-term relationships it also rules open enemies and any difficulties or power struggles we might have with them so perhaps this is why we always say there's a fine line between love and hate and in this case they're literally living in the same house um so you know that's why this house rules over 
marriages, relationships, and also like divorces and lawsuits and disagreements and people who maybe once were our friends but are now not. Um, the seventh house can also indicate how we are out in public or in public life. And those with the sun or their ascendant ruler in the seventh house are often said to have the potential for fame. So like a lot of famous people might have their sun in the seventh house or their ascendant ruling planet. Meaning like, for example, if you are a, let's say you're a Sagittarius rising and you have Jupiter in the seventh, that can be an indicator of fame. Um, <clears throat> if good aspects are made to the seventh house, it can create really beautiful moments of love and harmony in a person's relationships where squares and oppositions bring discord, suffering, or endings. And this can be true even if you don't have those natively in your chart. Like, let's just say that you have a really good placement, a really harmonious placement in the seventh house, which, I mean, most of them are just, you know, they have pros and cons, right? Every placement has its pros and cons. But let's just say, for example that you have a really good placement, but the transits in the sky are creating a square in your seventh house, that's going to bring discord, suffering, breakups, or, I mean, it might even bring things to the surface that just need to be handled. It's not always like, oh, you're going to break up, or oh, you're going to have like a really horrible fight. Sometimes it's like you're going to have a disagreement about something that's been a problem for a while, and it's finally going to get resolved, because the square, the opposition, forces you to face it if that makes sense, it brings it to the surface. Uh, conjunctions, which just in case you don't know what conjunctions are, conjunctions are like when something's right next to you. Uh, meaning like, let's say, uh, I don't know, you have Mars in the seventh house um, and you've got a transit that puts another planet right next to it. That's a conjunction. Okay, so conjunctions can be especially significant when it comes to transits, but the impact really depends on the planets that are alongside the seventh house ruler and like any present planet so for example like let's just say like i just gave you the example of mars in the seventh house natively and then like let's say i don't i don't even know uh jupiter is conjunct meaning it's right next to it and you have gemini <laughs> there well that might cause you to either have like really great discussions uh, with other people that are like really exciting and like frequent and just like you know a thousand miles a minute or a lot of really great ideas that are expanded because Jupiter will expand and grow anything that it's like next to um, otherwise it could cause like crazy arguments where you just say like really mean things to each other so it can really go in a lot of different directions it depends on what else is happening in those transits but that's just a single example to give you an idea of like what could be happening all right, so I, again, I'm going to go through all the signs. I'm not going to go too deeply here because that's going to be a separate episode. I, If you haven't heard the like first episode of all the houses of so the first house episode that I did and you haven't been following these, um, I mentioned that I want to do a series where I go through each house with like the same sign. So, for example, if you've had like, you really wanted to know what Aries was like in all 12 houses i'm gonna do an episode for each one of the zodiac signs um and maybe each one of the planets but that'll be like way down the line but that's why i'm not going super deep here because that will be in a way later episode and also if you want to go deep with your own natal chart placements and really understand them and also learn how to apply them both astrologically practically and magically then again check out my online course and the link will be in that description okay so we're going to start with aries all right, so Aries in the seventh house, 
This placement indicates a brashness or tactlessness in close relationships. And there can be something hidden behind the aggressiveness or tendency toward conflict, which just needs to be uncovered and learned from in order to resolve it. So sometimes this is the need for conflict to really reach a greater understanding instead of avoiding it. And there's going to be challenges here to create defined boundaries and express emotions as they come up in a constructive way. In a positive expression, this placement makes a person energetic, resourceful, and sometimes very intensely sexual in nature with strong attraction and a rich sex life in marriage and relationships, which brings vitality, strength, and passion to everyone involved. So as you can see, it can be difficult if you don't deal with the anger or the aggressiveness or even if you have like hurt feelings and you're trying to push those down and like people please instead of dealing with it it's going to cause a lot of problems but if you can resolve those and find a constructive way to express your emotions and to communicate with others this is going to bring you like really great things <laughs> okay so Taurus in the seventh house this placement offers a challenge where one side is practical grounded and natural and uh, also where you're dealing with the qualities of Libra, which is outer beauty. So Taurus is natural beauty. And then you're sort of facing off with the seventh house ruler Libra, which is outer beauty and vanity and more polished and refined fairness. <clears throat> so when they're brought together in the seventh house, a person can deal with envy, vanity, imbalances, judgmental tendencies, and a struggle with insecurities. So sometimes this person really is beautiful on the inside and the outside but they have these insecurities that they maybe didn't get enough compliments or reassurance or like uh bolstering of their self-esteem and value and self-worth in childhood and because of that they're just like always reaching for compliments like easily envious and vain of other people and just becomes this really tendency toward the superficial not necessarily because they are superficial but because of those insecurities so it becomes vital for the person here to find self-love and acceptance and connect both inner and outer beauty um in their own self so that their relationships manifest as enjoyable and filled with sensuality affection and intimacy so again once you can resolve that piece of the puzzle then you know they manifest all this beautiful venusian qualities that we love so much okay if you have gemini in the seventh this placement brings a lot of mental and intellectual energy where relationships are concerned these people view communication as vital to any relationship and closeness is achieved through conversations new social connections are made at social gatherings and sometimes a flightiness can block true intimacy because they're just sort of like so much mental activity that they don't really deal with their emotions um and they're not able to gain that closeness that we all want in relationships because of that so it's vital to work on handling the emotional state of uh, these placements, especially the deep emotion, forgiveness, and childlike joy, which totally lights this placement up. So sometimes this placement speaks to multiple marriages just because there's multifacets to Gemini. It can sometimes speak to social anxiety or overthinking or a need for mental spontaneity and stimulation or a lack of sync with the heart and mind. So to resolve this placement, there needs to be heart and mind syncing up, um, which will give greater expression to it. Okay, if you have cancer in the seventh house, this placement can speak of loose relational ends 
left behind by our family or ancestors. So this person might have difficulties creating their own connections that are separate from those which are connected to their family members or parents, especially from their childhood and upbringing. So it's essential for their identity to be clear um, and to do self-parenting and to nurture their creativity because those with this placement gain true awareness of their inner self through those things. Otherwise, they might just, you know, have relationships and create connections and only have friendships with people that their family knows or that their parents know or approve of and not really understand who they truly are. Their partners have to be chosen in accordance with their own sense of judgment, apart from the family and apart from family values that they learned at home. And when they can do that, these people achieve relationships that are not only filled with intimacy and sensitivity, but long-term marriages and a happy family life. All right, if you have Leo in the seventh, this placement will rely on a person's capability to find compromise and middle ground with others, rather than just sort of mindlessly compromising and oscillating between extremes um, where they're not doing and doing what other people want all the time. And the problem here is that this placement finds completion in connection with others. So balance is going to be a challenge for them to achieve. There's a need for these people to find confident partners who don't take things to heart. And these people will need to realize that respect must be unconditional and reciprocated in order to form healthy relationships. All right, and also whatever sign you have in the seventh house, um, that sort of indicates the qualities that you look for in a partner. So for like, for example, Leo in the seventh house, um, depending on it, if you have planets here, but if you don't have planets here and it's just a sign of Leo, then it would be like, you're attracted to the qualities of Leo, you know, people who are leaders, people who lead with their heart, people who are enthusiastic and lively and confident. Okay, so if you have Virgo in the seventh house, this placement is humble and modest, but brings in a tendency toward criticism and perfectionism in the area of relationships. So, you know, there's a need to learn that relationships don't need to be perfect in order to have staying power. This placement can make a person try to reach unreachable heights of perfection or otherwise they're settling for less because they don't have a good sense of self-worth and unhealthy issues might gather here in the seventh house because Virgo rules your health um, and there's a need for constructive effort, practice, change and growth in order to reach full potential. So this is sort of a placement that might have difficulty in the beginning because it might deal with like being too humble, too modest, not being confident enough um, not having a good sense of self-worth. And those are the things that cause problems. So through effort and practice and growth, it sort of reaches better uh, outcome toward, you know, a little later in life. <clears throat> if you have Libra in the seventh house, this placement is natural in the seventh house because it natively rules the seventh house. So relationships, marriage, diplomacy, and tact will feel very natural. There's a natural ability here to choose who mirrors their core identity, but it is challenged by, uh, you know, worrying about not losing yourself in your super close intimate relationships. So basically it's like, Yes, there's a gift for diplomacy. The relationships will be great. They'll feel very natural to them. However, they might lose themselves in their relationships if they're not careful. So they need to have a strong sense of who they are and their own identity separate from people, which can be tough with Libra. Libra is a sign of the mirror. 
Um, however, these people do have a gift for separating social and personal life. Um, they can be too rational in matters of the heart and will need to take special care and respect for their own emotions. And marriage will be important to those with this placement. And they often make faithful married partners. Scorpio in the seventh. This, repl uh, this replacement, this placement <laughs> requires deep intimacy for satisfaction in relationships, especially long-term romantic ones. It can be difficult to satisfy this placement as it can be quite insatiable, jealous, and possessive. And the trick to finding happiness with this placement is self-love and the ability to forgive, forget, and make changes as needed. Once this is achieved, these people will be able to let unsatisfactory relationships fade away into the distance and nurture healthy ones with their own life. And especially when they fall in love with the relationship they have with themselves, that's sort of the resolution that's needed for Scorpio in the seventh. If you have Sagittarius in the seventh house, this placement can sometimes cause difficulties in forming long-term partnerships as it sometimes has this sense of like the grass is always greener complex so they're always looking for that new horizon that next adventure and sometimes you know their relationships are cut short because they just find someone more interesting or somewhere more interesting to go or they decide they want to go see people in a different country <laughs> so there are sometimes long distance relationships or simple connections with people who are emotionally unavailable unstable or even like already in a relationship and with this placement beliefs and convictions materialize in a person's relationships for example if one person believes that all their partners are liars then this placement becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy until they change those beliefs. So it's vital to learn and create interchange to manifest a better outcome in their relationship. So if you believe that all your partners are trash, well, all your partners will be trash. It, in order for you to change that outcome, you have to start thinking that you can meet better people. Um, it's sort of acting like a Pisces placement here for some reason. Okay, so if you have Capricorn in the seventh house, this placement often represents limitations or restrictions, as any good Capricorn placement does, which can bring in people who are difficult in combination with the person's identity. So <clears throat> it's like you're meeting all these people and having relationships with people who intentionally clash with you, or it can feel that way. At the same time, it does give a person a sense of maturity, responsibility, and patience in relationships, and they are able to overcome, uh, or at the very least, like learn from these challenges. So what's needed here is rest and alone time, which allows these people with the placement to understand and predict other people's behavior and approach them in a way that makes them feel comfortable, safe, and cared for. And those people with this placement, the true obstacle here is breaking down their own walls between themselves and the people in their life. So they might have like an icy wall around them that needs to be broken down before they can really feel that love, acceptance, and care from other people and really feel that fulfillment in their relationship. So self-love and acceptance are needed to forgive themselves and their mistakes so they don't give up on love or start thinking they don't deserve it because Capricorn is so hard on itself when it doesn't do things perfectly you know it, it's driving forces often taking things seriously and like achieving and because it believes that there's a certain way to do things if it's not living up to that and it doesn't really for it sort of feels like a personal failure on their part so they they don't allow themselves the opportunity to learn <clears throat> and that's really what's needed 
Okay, so Aquarius in the seventh house. This placement can sometimes indicate separation or divorce. When it's in balance, those with this placement can experience true liberation with much joy, excitement, beauty, spontaneity, and fireworks in their love life. The challenge here is achieving clarity between the perception of one's own identity and that of other people. And there can be some emotional detachment and probably a struggle with self-honesty here. So the resolution for this placement is essentially being honest with yourself and, you know, also understanding that in your relationships, you are separate from that other person, even in the, you know, when we unite with others, we still have ourselves and it's not a cage or a uh, trampling on our freedom, which is what Aquarius really gets tripped up about. Okay. And finally, if you have Pisces in the seventh house, this placement is one that needs trust and it's essential for them to have healthy relationships in order to like manifest them at all, if that makes sense. And as with any Pisces placement, beliefs, attitude, they manifest the outcome. This placement can sometimes indicate strange partners, betrayal, or otherwise like really artistic people uh, who are sometimes unstable, lost, or psychologically unavailable in some way or another, possibly due to substance abuse or like they're already taken. Um, if it can be avoided, dependencies should be like totally just avoided at all costs until this person who has this placement can learn to believe in themselves and their own abilities before they entangle themselves with other people. I know this is a really big ask, but there's a deep need for boundaries to be clearly defined because there's so much emotion, romance, and idealism here with Pisces that if people with this placement can avoid mixing their mind into matters of the heart, they can achieve really fulfilling relationships. And they need that strong sense of boundaries and um, acceptance of their emotions and their inner intuition because this position can possess a strong magic to it. And it actually has a potential for like a fairy tale romance ending if the person can keep the faith amidst all the challenges that they probably are going to encounter before they hit that fairy tale romance. All right, so we're going to move on to the planets. So here are some indications for what each planet's influence might be if it lands in the seventh house. So if you have sun in the seventh house, this placement craves relationships with others. The key here is to learn to grow and shine in their own self-expression, even if that happens to occur through the interactions they have with others. Okay, it's really kind of difficult, right? Um, they are magnetic when it comes to attracting others. They're skilled negotiators, and they know exactly how to get what they want from people because they are so magnanimous. They should take care, however, to keep their integrity high and have noble ideals as they really know how to manipulate people to get what they want and to get their way. The problem is they rely on others for recognition in the world, and they do it quite well. <clears throat> because these people enjoy relationships so much, they can sometimes be fickle about their partners and crave new relationships in order to see themselves in a new light. Because the thing with the sun in the seventh is that with every new relationship, they learn something new about themselves and they get excited about it. And then they like want to learn something else new in a different relationship. And they're typically attracted to those with Leo qualities, people who are extroverted, outgoing, enthusiastic, creative, and expressive. Okay, if you have the moon in the seventh house, 
This placement seeks out relationships for emotional balance and to feel comfortable in their own lives. And it's likely done unconsciously. They probably just want to, like they do want to care for others, but they expect it to be reciprocated. And they feel like they're more in balance when they are in a relationship because that emotional state of the moon is landing in the seventh house of other people. In business partnerships, these people expect others to serve them and they're skilled at assisting others, especially with legal or business matters. Like they could be like expert attorneys or, um, you know, representatives uh, or counselors or something. These people find comfort in their interactions with others, even if they are combative, which can be pretty problematic. So it's almost as if the person themselves isn't really that important. It's just that the relationship and inter interaction is present is like enough for them. And that can be, you know, that can cause a lot of issues because if you don't care about the quality of your relationships and you just want one to be there in order for you to feel stable, then, I mean, you're not going to enjoy the relationships. The joy will be completely sad from them. So because of the changeable nature of the moon here, these people can be fickle in love relationships and they jump from one relationship to the next. And these people will be attracted to those with cancer-like qualities, such as sensitivity, tenderness, and empathy. All right, if you have Mercury in the seventh house, this placement can be advantageous for many reasons. Those with this placement are unlikely to take relationships to heart or too seriously, and therefore they can avoid hurt feelings and suffering. These people approach relationships from a logical, analytical, and detached standpoint. They're able to discuss any issues and find solutions rather than finding themselves entangled in power struggles or emotional mind games, so their relationships tend to have a lighter feel to them with lots of conversation, charm, and connection on all kinds of levels. So yay for you if you have mercury in the seventh it's really helping you out and these people will be attracted to those with virgo like qualities such as analytical minds observance and also service oriented people if you have venus in the seventh this placement is extremely beneficial to those who have it as they find a lot of pleasure in their relationships and are able to move through them with kindness and refinement but they don't get caught up in too many emotions these people are able to find the best in others and overlook any negative traits. And because they have such a great attitude and approach to relationships, others in their life typically respond favorably and treat them quite well. Another great benefit is that this placement understands the appeal of attraction and is quite magnetic themselves. They might excel working with others in marketing, sales, or industries which require charm, negotiation, and persuasion. And these people will be attracted to those with Libra-like qualities such as grace, tact, fairness, and sophistication. Alright, if you have Mars in the 7th house, this placement might find themselves in power struggles because of the energy harnessed in the area of relationships. They have a tendency to want to exert their will on others and that can cause problems. They might desire to get what they want out of life through their relationships, and they expect the same from others. So because of this, those with displacement can deal with issues of aggression and arguments in their relationships. And the key here is to learn patience and restraint, which allows them to become very skilled negotiators and achieve success and gains in relationships. And these people will be attracted to those with Aries-like qualities such as confidence, leadership, and assertiveness. If you have Jupiter in the seventh house, this placement brings optimistic, adventurous, and carefree attitudes to relationships, 
And the one requirement these people have for others and expect in return is basically freedom. They desire relationships to be simple, light, and free from too much drama or emotional messiness. And this placement wants their relationships to have a low level of responsibility and commitment, which can lead to multiple marriages, partnerships, and friendships. And it's not really their fault. It's just that they approach relationships with such a light attitude that they end up losing people in the process, even if they didn't want that. So these people will be attracted to those with Sagittarius-like qualities, such as optimism, freedom-loving, carefree, humorous, and light-hearted attitudes. If you have Saturn in the seventh house, this placement has a tendency to be too serious when it comes to relationships. Surprise, surprise, Saturn is serious. And because of this, they might avoid getting into relationships to avoid the burden of responsibility and care that they will inevitably feel when they need to take on another person in their life. So these people might feel that every relationship or interaction gone wrong is a personal failure on their part. And because of the amount of stress they feel in their interactions, they might just avoid them altogether. Like they don't want to get wrapped up in a new person if the care is not going to be what they think that it should be if the relationship's not going to be fulfilling like they think that it should be so they're just going to avoid you know people all together <laughs> they might also be attracted to relationships with older people romantically and platonically because it makes the burden of relationships feel less heavy on them and they also might feel like it's easier to be in a relationship romantically with someone who's older or even a friendship um, because they feel like they could blame all the problems on that other person or they could be like giving themselves the excuse of oh well I'm just too immature or I'm just younger than they are I haven't learned yet so it makes it easier for them if that makes sense and as these people grow and mature they build confidence discernment and wisdom and they're able to attain the relationships that they're truly after later in life so usually after the Saturn return so again if you are unfamiliar with the Saturn return is it's like something that happens in your late 20s early 30s when Saturn hits your natal chart placement again and you sort of learn the lessons of Saturn and these people will be attracted to those with Capricorn like qualities such as maturity seriousness responsibility and a willingness to care for others if you have Uranus in the seventh house, this placement has a tendency to feel caged by their relationships and might deal with quite a lot of frustration that they attempt to repress until they can't anymore and then they just explode and run for the hills. The thing is that they need freedom and they refuse to be controlled. However, success can be found in relationships and the same will be given in return, um, you know, <clears throat> if that person can allow them quite a bit of freedom and license. These people are often a bit emotionally detached and nothing makes them retreat faster than emotional messy scenes. What they really need is mutual trust and very lenient boundaries. These people will be attracted to those with Aquarius-like qualities such as freedom loving, quirkiness, charming, emotional aloofness, detachment, or stoicism. If you have Neptune in the seventh house, this placement has trouble defining boundaries in their relationships. You know, Neptune's dreamy quality to it so these people might feel that their relationships themselves are unclear or distorted in some way or another and with this placement there may be a belief that they constantly need to sacrifice for others and they might be left feeling like other people are using them or taking advantage of them in their relationships 
that said these people are capable of true compassion for others and what they really want is authentic emotion and acknowledgement. They embrace emotions and provide true empathy and love in their relationships and they might find best results when they apply these emotions and feelings to themselves. I mean, the best relationship you can have is with yourself. These people will be attracted to those with Pisces-like qualities, such as sensitivity, empathy, compassion, intuition, dreaminess, love, and care. And finally, if you have Pluto in the seventh house, this placement has a tendency towards suspicion, intensity, and mistrust, as with most Pluto placements. These people feel the need to dive deep, investigate, dissect, and understand the motives behind every interaction and relationship that they have. The problem is that they're highly observant of all the subtleties and they approach others with a sense of intense patience and a probing manner. So sort of just like quietly dissect you. <laughs> they might not enter relationships until they've examined each potential person to their satisfaction. And it's a kind of test of the person's character. And they want to achieve a complete understanding of that person's intentions, motivations, and purpose in the relationship. And they might also be caught in power struggles or imbalances and always try to come out on top by any means. The problem is that they view others as a threat and they treat everyone accordingly. So the key here is to heal any past wounds, to develop inner trust in themselves and pursue relationships which encourage compassion, gentleness and forgiveness. These people will be attracted to those with Scorpio-like qualities, such as those who have a powerful intensity, an ambitious nature, a careful approach, and an investigative mind. So that is all of the planets. Um, and that is the seventh house in a nutshell. So I hope you found this helpful and that it gave you a better understanding of your relationships and how you approach them and like who you might be attracted to, I mean, or why you might be attracted to them. <laughs> Um, it can be very informative when we look at these placements and combine them and see like, oh, that's why I have a type. <laughs> um, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love if you let me know um, on social media or shoot me an email. So I'm on social media. I'm on Twitter at AstroWPodcast, Instagram at AstrologyWitchPodcast, and Facebook, the Astrology Witch Podcast page where you can shoot me a message if you'd like there or DM me on Instagram or you can email me theastrologywitch89 at gmail. Um, and if you feel called to support me on Patreon, that would be amazing. Every month I do um, new moon and full moon breakdowns and like how you can work with them magically and practically for the energies that are present. And I also offer merch at every level, which is really fun and exciting to see people send me their designs of the merch um, that they receive. And also um, there is exclusive content there and path workings, which if you don't know what path workings are, they're kind of like guided meditations, but like very visual and creative and like more fun in my opinion. And they're a little bit more magically leaning. so. I have um, path workings for almost every Sabbath on the Wheel of the Year, which is really exciting. So if you enjoy that sort of thing and want to connect with me over on Patreon, I would love it. The link is in the description. And again, if you're interested in my online course, the link is in the description. And the online course pretty much goes over how to use astrology and magic and harness both of those things to create change in your life. So if that's something that you are interested in, definitely check it out. And I also have a link below for uh, my newsletter for my podcast. So if you're somebody who forgets or wants direct uh, alerts when a new episode is released, then definitely check that out. And you'll also get a free moon phase magic guide when you opt in. So 
definitely give that a look if you feel like you want to. And I hope you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. And I'll see you in the next episode.